Oh, another bloody health food brand. Well, actually, not really. This one's doing a million bucks in sales a month and was founded by a university dropout who's doing some very cool stuff to stand out in a very crowded marketplace. Yeah, I said, welcome to a small business marketing show where successful small business owners share their souls to take your marketing straight to the lead. Now, here's your host, Mr. Tim Bowie. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Australia's number one marketing show. I'm your host, Timbo Reed, but you, so much more importantly, are a motivated small business owner ready to crank out. That's C-R-A-N-K, out some great marketing. Don't know why I spelt that, just felt like it needed extra reinforcement. And we are brought to you today by some very good sponsors in NetRegistry who get your online marketing sorted over at netregistry.com.au and Audible, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks ready for immediate download. You can get a free one over at audibletrial.com forward slash S-B-B-M. Righto, big show. Always promise a big show, always deliver a big show. I have a fireside chat with health food rock star Dwayne Martins of Amazonia, who went from being a university dropout to doing a million dollars in sales a month. How good's that? And boy, has he got a story to tell and some wonderful business and marketing insights to share. I've also got some very helpful feedback that I received in the snail mail from a couple of listeners recently and a very inspiring marketing quote that will shock you, yep, shock you, into action. As per usual, there is marketing G-O-L-D dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Do you need a speaker for your next conference? Recommend Timbo to your event organiser. Or better still, book him. Tim Reed. That's R-E-I-D dot com dot A-U. You know what, team? We are going to get stuck right in to today's interview. It's with Dwayne Martins. He is the founder and boss of this wonderful health products business called Amazonia, based in Sydney. And he is a very, very interesting guy. He started Amazonia in 2008 as a university dropout. I do love the university dropout stories. He had a stall at a market selling Asahi seed, smoothies. Is that how you pronounce it? A-C-A-I? He pronounces it later on. You know what I mean. He now heads a multi-million dollar, multinational enterprise that's quickly becoming one of Australia's largest food and supplement suppliers. How he got there is a wonderful story. It was a bumpy road. It includes floods and tears and floods of tears. <laughs> You'll know what I mean in a minute when you hear him uh, tell that story. Listen in, you will discover how Amazonia was launched, some key insights into being an entrepreneur. He's a 20-something guy, you know, like he is rocking it out. He uses distribution as a really solid marketing strategy. We don't talk much about that, but listen in for that. Um, he talks about the importance of focusing on sell points and explains what they are. He's got a great mindset that he thinks has led to this mega business success. And I challenge him on how essential oils and lava lamps build a business. Righto? Plus, you'll get plenty, plenty more marketing gold. I started off by asking Dwayne, what's the biggest animal he could knock out <laughs> with one punch? Oh, mate. 
I don't know if I want to go knocking out animals, hey? <laughs> just, you know, you know, it's going to get back up again and just be really happy. So just go with it. <laughs> So it's a, it's a love punch. <laughs> yeah, it's a love punch. Maybe I'm, I'm just wondering. I could probably go, I'm just going to say I can just knock out a tiger, mate. Watch out. Wow. <laughs> hey, he's up and about already. You've got to have bits on yourself in this game. <laughs> you, you, well, you've got to. If you don't, no one else is going to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Having seen a, a few, a bit of the media that you've done, mate, I mean, you have. You've got a wonderful enthusiasm about Amazonia and about what you do. And I want to dig deep on that because it is a little bit cliched to, you know, say, follow your heart and do what you love and, you know, the money will come and all that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get out our shovels in a minute, Dwayne, and dig deep on it. But I am interested just for you to kind of give us the the abridged version of how Amazonia came to be. You're, you're a university dropout. Yeah. So what happened there? So I went travelling, hey? Um, so I did, did the old uni thing and, you know, just in all honesty, I wasn't happy. Um, although life was good, it wasn't great. And... I went travelling, I just had to let it all go and I was, you know, tossing up whether I'd do this travelling. But during my travels, you know, I was young, 21, 20, and I was wild and I was free to do whatever I wanted to do, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I went travelling, but I, I actually took on my travels a lot of mindset books. So I went all around the world and I really got myself into some pretty bad situations, got myself into some great situations, got myself into every situation. But the big thing is I was putting myself out there. And I was reading the mindset books as I was doing all of this, really growing, learning, experiencing. And that really set the tone for myself because as I went through all these crazy situations and I got bashed down and beaten down and stuff like that, I'd always seem to come up. And instead of getting nervous and kind of going more into my shell from all of this, I actually gained a lot more belief in myself. And that was a very, very pivotal point to me. So I come back to Australia. I'm full of self-belief. And I buy a business and I lose all my money. So <laughs> <laughs> We can laugh now. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, but the thing is, I... Uh, it was just like getting bashed down and being down overseas, you know. It, you take it on the chin and you move forward. Easier said than done. So I've got a couple of questions there. Yeah, definitely. First of all, like in terms of you've come back full of confidence. Yeah. What was the Dwayne Martins guy like before he went travelling and before he consumed all this uh, personal development material? Yeah, I am a bit of a, a personal growth kind of person I do I do find it's a very um, important part of my life mm-hmm. um, and I, I do find it's a very important part of my life and how I view myself and you know to view myself in a positive manner is is a very very big thing that's taken a long time for me you know so obviously we all put ourselves down and I still do that here and there and but the big thing is that overall understanding of myself and that that view of myself as that I can get through anything, I can persist and nothing can beat me down in a sense was something that actually wasn't so much there back in the day. It's amazing, you know. Imagine if we said to others what we say to ourselves. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be friends, would you? Friendship would be a tough one. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. You've come back, you're full of bravado, you've got this wonderful confidence, you've had a, an amazing journey around the world, I'm guessing. You go and buy a business. What was uh, the, for you then to lose all your money? What was the business and, and how did you lose all that money? Obviously, I'm inexperienced in business. And the thing for me was 
hey, I just wanted to get into something. I just knew that I, if I got into something, I'd do well with it because I just felt that, that, that belief in myself that I, you know, I spent a lot of time to build up in myself, I'll be totally honest with you. It's not just an overnight thing. But I had a lot of belief in myself. And um, I went and I bought this little frozen berry business which had a lot of frozen fruits that you've never heard of and you never will hear of because these things don't sell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of those fruits was acai. So, you know, I got into this game and I, I, the big thing for me was actually getting into the game. And that I feel is the biggest thing that puts a lot of people on the back foot is actually getting into the game. And I, I got into the game and I started, um, you know, bringing these berries out. No one wanted to buy them off me. What was it, a, a wholesale business, a, a retail? Yeah, you... taking it to cafes and juice bars right, and okay. stuff like that and trying to get the frozen berries out there, which frozen distribution is pretty tough, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really do very, very well. So what happened is I actually, the beautiful thing with small businesses, and this is what i got to stress, you know, get into something. It's never going to turn out the way that you think it's going to turn out. So for small business for me, I got into it. That, that was the big step for me. I actually was doing some business. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first business was a failure. And, but the thing is, with the small business, you can chop and change. You can amalgamate. You can um, like flow into different areas. And I think that's a very, very um, important thing to understand. As long as you get in it, you can always change. You know, we're intelligent humans, mm-hmm. you know, as long as we can view our actions and stuff like that, we can do that. So I started to do a little portable juice bar. I took it to the markets. It made a lot more money for me because I was buying at distributor prices and I was selling at retail prices. Were you juicing these wacky berries or had you defaulted back to strawberries and blueberries? I went back to the basics, yeah. but I also had these suckers in the background just, for, <laughs> yeah. just to get rid of them because I had a good freezer full of them. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Give me a berry that I haven't heard of. What is it? Well, cashew fruit. Have you ever heard of cashew fruit? No, it sounds quite nice. Yeah, it does sound nice. It tastes horrible. You got the blender. You're going to markets. Smashing it out, mate, every day. <laughs> life's good Life's good again. No, it was a lot of hard work. It was literally pulling out freezers every day, putting, scooping it in. But um, that was the start. And then actually an application that I forgot about in the Fremantle markets come through. And I was like, oh, brilliant. You know, <laughs> this is destiny. So I opened up my first little store in the Fremantle markets. And at that time, I discovered all the great health benefits of acai and everything. So I was on over and everything like that. So I was looking at, oh, this is a berry that's been all right, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was also selling all right through the juice bars. Uh, so I opened up a Fremantle market store. And the great thing that is I had my freezers there all the time and stuff like that. But I also just went and started packing the freeze-dried acai powder into little containers at the back of an organic kitchen. And I thought, hey, I'll take that out to the first health food stores, if you know what I mean, see how it goes, if it sells. Yeah. Um, and that was meant to be a winter thing, and then I was going to open up the more juice bars in the in the, the next summer. I was going to take on Boost, watch out, world. But anyway, I was like, okay, I'm going to do that um, for the next summer. But the fact of the matter is I did the assay, took it to the first health food stores, and it sold, and it sold really well. And I was like, what the hell is going on? It's selling really well. There's a lot of demand for assay. So I wasn't the first to bring assay in, but I noticed that it was selling in the stores without me having to do too much pushing because people were coming in and asking for the berry of acai because it's been on TV, this and that. So what I focused on, and I did it really, really quickly, is getting as many health food stores stocking the acai product as I possibly could. Uh-huh. While my other competitors were 
looking to put little advertisements in magazines and everything like that. I was purely and utterly focused on distribution. That is all I cared about, as many outlets as I could get into as possible in a short period of time. Well, what, what did that look like, Dwayne? Were you literally just in the back of the car, you got these boxes of acai powder? I scooped out the powder, I yeah. put it into the container, I physically labelled every single one of them, and I put these tamper-evident lids on it. And I took them out to the first store. Love it, mate. And you are just getting out there and seeing as many people as you can. Rocking it. Yeah, but then I discovered, you know, it's distribution. Mm-hmm. So then I went actually into proper production and manufacturing of the product. And I went out to the first um, and actually got it. And then I just focused on distribution. So I went from like zero stores to 500 stores stocking in, in a year, really. And all my money went in back into stock. And the great thing with um, small businesses, you've got very little overheads again. So you can do that. You can, you can amalgamate. You can change. And I just focused so hard on just getting the acai into the stores. It was that was it, and I claimed all the proper distribution before my competitors did. Yeah, right. Which is a big, big one, and that's what got us into um, such a strong position early on. But the problem with that is acai. I have to admit, at the beginning, was kind of built on a bit of a fad. You know, it was a lot of internet scamming and this and that and rada rada rada, and it wasn't built on the true authenticity of the berry. So I went up. I went, you know, we went from a zero to two to three million dollar company in a couple of years. Got in the Telstra Business Awards. I was thinking I was the Ducks Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to. Oh, this, this business stuff is easy. I remember thinking, you know, oh, this is great. This is easy. I'm going to bring like a puree to the market. And we're going to go up to this um, dollar value in this next year. And I got a real good slap. Um, in the behind. Uh, who, who from? From from the guys that owed me a lot of money and the Brisbane floods. Uh. So, you know, I didn't have good financial control in over my business, which was a big, big one. Mm-hmm. And um, we let a lot of, you know, uh, there was a foreclosure of a business now, just $200,000. I should have gotten that money earlier, you know. Yeah, my right. focus and attention wasn't on that. And then also the Brisbane floods nearly knocked out nearly a million dollars worth of product for us, which was um, out of the blue. But the mm. thing is, it really made us it's like losing a business all over again. I actually really had to get rid of all the staff. It was back to me and Chris, which is my business partner in Queensland, and we just went, okay, we're on the road. Before you hit the road again, uh, are you scraping yourself back up off the ground or are you just going, no, 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 that's just a slight bump in the... I had a little cry. I had a cry, okay? I'm a man, I had a cry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, How how long was the cry? (laughs) The cry was around about... Five minutes of sobbing. (laughs) (laughs) Uncontrollable sobbing, huh? Asking for my mum. (laughs) Good on you, buddy. So you got back up and you – so what did you do differently? Um, The big one is I put strong – well, me and Chris put really strong things in relation to our counts, which is a big, big one. Mm. And we started with a new stronger product, which is the frozen acai. So we got back into the frozen game. And we knew exactly what we had to do here. We had to just, we really more or less got rid of all of our staff except for one or two. Um, and we just hit the road. I had to sell. That was the essence of what had to happen right mm-hmm. then. You know, I've always, in relation to my business and how I've gotten from a small to medium sized business, now it's getting really large. But how I've really focused on it is I've focused on the sell points. So where, where my product, if I, I need to market my product 
where the customer has easy access to grab my product and buy it. Otherwise, my marketing is ineffective. That is the first and foremost priority for mm-hmm. me. And I also need to, at the point of sale, I need to ensure that there's very, very strong marketing at that point of sale. So I need the staff recommending our product. I need the, you know, them loving it. I need that belief infused through everyone. And that is the, the kind of the essence that have really built us on a stronger foundation. Before, I the people loved it and we were recommending and this and that, but we didn't build it properly in that it was rushed. We went to all distribution. We opened a lot of contacts. I wouldn't have done it a different way, though, mm-hmm. but we opened a lot of contacts, but we didn't build that foundation. And this time around, we built it with foundation, you know. Mm. We made sure that people are recommending the product. We make sure that I've got sales staff on the ground visiting, frequenting to all these locations, instilling that belief quite heavily and strongly through all the store locations. So, okay, uh, wrap some numbers around where Amazonia is today. You say it's a big. It's getting to be a big concern. How big? Um, oh, we, do, we do excess of a meal a month. At the moment, so we're doing really well. A million dollars in sales? Yeah, a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're doing all right. We're building, we're growing. Staff? Yeah, staff wise, we're very, very outsourced business. Just so you're aware, like I outsource as much as I possibly can because I need to focus on what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. And what this business is good at, and everyone says, Are oh, you guys, what are you guys? And I ask, You know, you guys are a health food business and everything. Yes, we are. 100% agree. But the fact of the matter is, we're a marketing and we are a product development business that fits in with our belief systems, which is health. So that is the essence, and that's what I want through my business. That's what I want to ensure I've got a very, very strong um, control over, and that's kind of the essence of what the business is, you know. So, so when you say you outsource, so how many full-time staff have you got to be doing a million dollars in sales a month? Um, we're at around about 20, 22. Mm-hmm. Everything else is outsourced. Everything else is it. Okay, that's a significant business. Um, you must re- do you reflect back onto those those old days and go, oh, you know, wouldn't have done it differently, but you know, glad they're over. Yeah, it's it's all it's all it's all a learning curve. Hey, I, I do get like we've moved into into a new office and stuff like that, and I've got a bit of a pimping office, and I have to admit <laughs> I have smiled. <laughs> Love it. A few times going, what the hell is going on here, Dwayne? <laughs> I love it, mate. Well, you've got to enjoy it. Oh, I'm having a good time. Listeners, I'm speaking with Dwayne Martins, the founder of the rock and rolling new age health food business there, his words, Amazonia. Before we continue, here's a little something to get you sorted online. A common complaint I hear from small business owners is that marketing their business online does their head in. Sound familiar? Is your website not producing the results you'd love? Is it hard to update? Does it rank poorly on Google? If your head's nodding, then maybe it's time to give NetRegistry a buzz. They'll get your online marketing sorted quickly and cheaply. NetRegistry actually hosts the Small Business Big Marketing website. You don't need to be a pro when it comes to the internet team because they are and they make it simple and straightforward, getting you a domain name, website hosting, design, whatever you need to market your business effectively online. Visit netregistry.com.au or call them on 1300 638 734 to get your online marketing sorted today. And tell them Timbo sent you. Get on Timbo's mailing list over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Audible is offering you a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. 
Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash SBBM and choose from over 180,000 audiobooks. Download a title for free right now. Well, after the show's finished. <laughs> Seriously, it's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash SBBM and get started today. Smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. All right, we're back, Dwayne. Now, mate, I want to talk to you about mindset because you're big on mindset. You're big on believing in what you're doing and following your heart and all that. And when we spoke off air earlier, you know, I said, it's a bit of a cliche. You hear it a lot. Follow your heart. The rest will come. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Such a cliche, isn't it? <laughs> Such a That's cliche. Why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the, the big thing is you're not going to do well at anything that you're not passionate about. That's the essence of it. So try, try as you will. If you're not passionate about it, you're not going to do well. So that's kind of the essence of following your heart, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I really, really strongly, I want to come into work every day and it not be work. Mm. That's my essence, if you know. And that's what I've infused around the, the culture of the company. You know, people love and believe in what we're doing. And there's a purpose behind what we do rather than just coming in and working. So that's, I don't want to be a slave system. I want to be uh, an inspiration. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the essence of what the business kind of... So w when we talk about follow your heart in regards to Amazonia, mm -hmm. you, uh, you're big on the, hot, the, the health of the world, yeah? Personal health. I am a utopian. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Believe it or not, I believe that, um, that this, we can thrive as a civilization and we can thrive as humanity mm -hmm. at, at the numbers that we're at as well at the moment. So I am a utopian and I've got a real love for people and that's kind of the essence that I, I, I push forward and I push through through everything. And that's why I want my time on this earth and my existence on this earth to be an uplifting and positive one for everyone involved. And that's what I do through my business. And that's why I'm so passionate about health foods. That's why I'm passionate about um, helping people out a lot. Understand not everyone's health can be helped but, you know, I believe that, yeah, that's kind of the essence of the, the brand, the business and myself. Your why is very clear. Your passion for what you do is very clear. How do you then, as the founder and the owner of Amazonia, translate that across to the 20-plus staff members? How do you make sure they get it? I'll give them a hug here and there. Oh, that's it. There we go. <laughs> hey, it's, it's simple, this creation of culture stuff, isn't it? Very simple. Nah, the thing is, um, we don't hire also, we hire obviously on experience, which is a very, very big one for us, but we also hire very much on belief and that. And I've got some really, really, really good people that believe in what we believe, and that's why we move forward so well. It's, it's not me. This business isn't me. This mm. business is, is the group of people that is in the helping us out and they all share very similar beliefs you know the guilds are decking out the office right now with um essential oils and salt lamps <laughs> so i'll just let them be how does that and I, i'm being the bad guy here and i get what you're doing but how do the essential oils and salt lamps take you from a $1 million a month business to a one point, I don't know, $1.5 million a month business? Um, culture is the key, you know, because the culture, what we do from a marketing perspective, the culture comes from the space. Mm -hmm. So it comes from the people that, that are in this and it relates to the culture of people, our customers as well. 
So the culture is, is everything, you know. Well, Disney built a huge culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to Tokyo and I saw his big... Yeah, it's just unbelievable. But the culture is, is the key, and that's kind of the essence of a very, very good business, is that not only does it create a culture within the business, it also relays that culture out to the customers that appreciate that culture and therefore support that culture through the products and through um, support and want to be a part of it. And that's kind of the essence of any good in it. Any good business is that. So yeah. uh, I'm going for a job at Amazonia. You're sitting there across the uh, the bamboo table, and I don't do it. Sam does it. She's she is really good with people. So what would be the so, so what would the question? Is there a particular question, or is it just intuition to decide? A lot of intuition. The question comes down to the experience and getting an understanding of what what the person is really good at, mm-hmm. getting an understanding of the character. We, we rather look at the character of the person um, rather than the, the, um, and the character and the, 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 the set rather than just the um, um, experience and everything like that as well. Yeah, okay, okay. Because we need, they need to fit into this group dynamic as well. So we, we get very clear from our side of things, we firstly get very clear on what offering we try and offer this person and what role they're going to come into and what role we feel that they're going to move into. And then from there, we go, okay, do they fit in with the culture? And then from there, you know, um, how does their character and stuff? We're doing a really good job of it so far. Sounds like it. So let's talk, let's go a bit deeper into marketing then. Um, your, you've got a hashtag or is it a tagline? I'm not sure one or the other, but it's Shine Brighter. Yeah. Shine brighter. What's that saying about the business? Um, it kind of is the essence of the business. You know, we want people to shine brighter. We want to shine brighter. And our, our logo is the sun, which shines brighter. Mm-hmm. So we want to be kind of the beacon. And we want to show how business can be done. And, you know, Shine Brighter kind of encapsulates all of that. You operate in such a crowded marketplace. I mean, all marketplaces are crowded, Dwayne. But yeah. health foods, modern health foods, it's a busy, busy place. Um, you're doing a million... Probably one of the busiest. Probably one of the busy, busiest. And, you know, um, you're doing a million bucks a month. That's that's good. Um, I'm sure there are companies doing gazillion bucks a month. I mean, you know, we look back at Tim Ferriss's yeah. time when he had a vitamin company and, you know, his numbers were extraordinary, I'm sure. So besides a culture and besides doing things a little bit differently... What is going to set you apart going forward? The market is moving, mm-hmm. and a lot of people provide health products, but I strongly believe that people are getting more and more in tune with what's good for themselves and more and more understanding of what sets a fad, marketing, a fad good, well-marketed health food product and what sets a real health food product aside. And what we really focusing on is ensuring that we're in the position where we're providing good, strong, real health food products, not these fatty little weight loss things and, you know, your whey proteins and this and that. You know, we really focus on the ingredients and we understand what the customer wants because we live and breathe this. So that's kind of what's really setting us aside. Um, and it might take three to four to five years, it might not, but there's more and more education. People are becoming more and more aware of their health and they're only going to get better and better at deciding what products they put into their, their bodies. And we're going to just ensure that we are providing authentic products that are um, easily accessible. <laughs> How are you going – that education thing would, I imagine, be critical and you could either 
educate people around Amazonia products, which you're doing on your website with the recipes. And to a certain extent, um, it looks like a relatively new blog. But then you've got the challenge of educating people around the category, which you are going to therefore build the category and other competitors' businesses yeah. along the way. What, what are you doing to educate people? Well, we need to obviously be in tune with market trends, mm-hmm. and that's what we're good at because we live and breathe it. So we understand what's going and what's trending at the moment and everything. So it's a culmination of that. It's also a culmination of that as well as um, just get, getting a good understanding. Up, I strongly feel again, ingredients is the, the key key part of our business, and that's why a lot of people really appreciate our products um, because we're providing those really good ingredients that people can feel. And you, you feel good on our products, which is a big, big one, and that's the essence of what we're trying to do here. You've got some pretty funky stuff happening. I'm looking at the uh, the raw protein. It's bio-fermented, prebiotic, and live-cultured protein. Now, for an old bloke like me, Dwayne... <laughs> Watch out, world. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, world. If, if I have some of that, exactly right. I'll be, I'll be pushing out more than one episode a week. <laughs> You really have got an education uh, process ahead of you, which is exciting, I think. Absolutely, and this is kind of where the market's heading as well. It really is. People wanting more products. You know, fermentation's a big trend in the health food space, you know. Um, prebiotic, it really coming down to your digestive health. You know, proteins, for example, uh, there's a lot of issues in society right now where there's a huge amount of bloating when you take your protein intake. So for us to come in with a protein that doesn't bloat and cause all those horrible um, acidity build-up and mucus build-up in the gut and stuff like that is a huge one. And it, people almost see the results instantly, you know. So it's a big one for us. I love what you're doing. I uh, I hope it is a roaring success going forward. I, I've got I've got a feeling it will be. And uh, Are we only just getting started? Good I, 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 I kind of get the sense, like Amazonia as a name is uh, – it's very catchy uh, and it feels like a destination. So have you got at some point the idea of maybe, and you mentioned Disney before, is there a, maybe an idea going forward where there's an Amazonia-type experience that we can visit in each state? Or Yeah. The big thing that I'm focusing on with my business moving forward and into the future is solution-based business. And solution-based business not only provides, you know, products, it provides plans, which is the first step of that solution-based business. It also, you know, I'd like to eventually have some sort of retreats or something to that extent, uh, purely probably for my own <laughs> <laughs> enjoyment as well. But um, solution-based business is a big one, not only a solution for other stores, but a solution for the customer. And we, we are in the area of the biggest issue in society, modern-day society, and mm-hmm. that's called lifestyle disease. And lifestyle disease can't be treated with drugs. Um, it's caused by lifestyle. So we are, as a company, focusing on solutions for lifestyle disease. So that's kind of the, the essence of us moving forward. And in that, we'll be creating space and, um, yeah. I, I like that. I mean, this, I get that solution-based business thing. So the idea is it's all very well to offer all these um, these products, you know, raw proteins and acai and raw nutrition, and I'm looking at your your store now. But you know, I look at that and go, I, I don't know where to start. I wouldn't mind trying your stuff, but I actually wouldn't know where to start. So you are going to therefore yeah. look at the problems being experienced and package up solutions. What are we talking? Monthly plans potentially, places to visit. Yeah, plans. 
plans, plans, very detailed plans in, in relation, also further tips because it's not about just the product that you take in, it's also about lifestyle changes yep. which needs to occur in, in one's um, lifestyle. And people are hungry for this because um, unfortunately there's a huge amount of people suffering at the moment. Uh, you know, I don't really meet too many people that don't know someone that's in pain, whether they're mm. elderly or even younger these days. Mm. So people are suffering these days a lot more than I feel they have to and it's because our food's not food anymore. And um, we also been sold a lot of health propaganda. So the, the, from my side of things, not only does solution-based business help society in a sense, um, but it also it, it defends our business more because people can't replicate it as easy. Um, and it also it also creates a platform that can be scalable as well. So, yeah. Love it, mate. Hey, Dwayne, all the best, mate, uh, with Amazonia. And thanks for, uh, for sharing some gold on the Small Business Big Marketing Show. Thanks, Tim. Really appreciate it, mate. Follow Timbo on Twitter at Timbo Reed. That's R-E-I-D. He loves a good tweet. Well, there you go, guys. That is a wonderful insight into a young entrepreneur. I've got a feeling we are going to hear a lot more of Dwayne and Amazonia. He has got a wonderful and I think infectious enthusiasm. Here's my top four learnings from that fireside chat with Dwayne, thanks to the good guys at Net Registry and Audible. Number one, focus on what you're good at and outsource the rest. I like that. We speak a little bit about outsourcing on this show, and I do love the idea of delete, delegate, or do. The three Ds, and uh, delete is where you can outsource. Uh, delegate, I should say, is where you can outsource some stuff. Number two, I like his solution-based business approach. Meal plans, destinations, tips and tricks. Sounds very helpful marketing to me, which I like. How can that apply to your business would be a good question to ask as business owners we are problem solvers number three focus on distribution whilst competitors were advertising i like that hey advertising can be so expensive and Dwayne just got out there and you know met with his distribution partners he eyeballed them uh, and I think when you can get them to buy into what you do at the point of sale level you know meeting the staff at the cafe etc uh, I think he's onto something there. Clearly he was. Number four, as long as you can get in, you can always change. We're flexible, us human beings, says Dwayne. I like that. Don't wait for things to be perfect. Don't wait for all the ducks to be in a row because you know what? They never, ever will. Get on Timbo's mailing list over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Our old friend. Albert Einstein once said, Any damn fool can make something complex. It takes a genius to make something simple. Smallbusinessbigmarketing.com Just recently I got some wonderful feedback from listeners Israel and Mel from Dubbo in New South Wales. And they sent me a lovely little postcard that said, Thanks for your years of unpuzzling marketing, Timbo. And then they did a lovely handwritten card that says five reasons we heart SBBM. 
Number one, helped us discover our business personality. Well, that right there is incredibly important. So uh, we talk a lot about that inside the forum, when, um, particularly when new forum members are getting their websites redone or needing some copy written. Getting clear on your business and your brand's personality is such um, a great way to create a point of difference. Number two reason they love the show, it showed us how to create and manage an email list good. That is such a great learning because you are creating a marketing asset, Israel and Mel. Number three, got us on WordPress, saved us $10,000 on our website. Wow. There you go. Hey, the marketing podcast that saves business owners $10,000. There's my new tagline. Not as interesting as kind of, you know, uh, It could be, but boy, oh boy, benefit-driven. Love it. Number four, introduced us to like-minded business owners and showed us their secrets. Yep, that's the spirit of the show, guys. That's kind of why I do it. There is some amazing, amazing people out there, and I love uncovering them and bringing them to you. Number five, reason why they love SBBM, podcast got us through painting eight rooms and kept us sane on many six-hour-plus car journeys. <laughs> Thanks, Timbo. Good on you. Well, it's a good use of time. You know, like you could have listened to, I don't know, Abba's Best Of or REO Speedwagon or Air Supplies' first album, but instead you chose to listen to the Small Business Big Marketing Show. And for that, Israel and Mel, I'm eternally grateful. Well, team, we are almost there. I have got some amazing interviews coming your way over the coming weeks, months, maybe even years. Plus, I'm working on some new ideas for the show with my wonderful producer, Dazza. I know you're listening, Daz, because you're editing this and, you know, you are there. (laughs) If you're serious about taking your business to the next level, then join hundreds of motivated business owners inside the Small Business Big Marketing Forum over at crankmymarketing.com. Be sure to hit me up over on Twitter, at Timbo Reid. Be sure to use Net Registry for all your online marketing needs and grab your free audio book over at audibletrial.com forward slash s. BBM. Thank you to all those who have taken up that offer. Such a great offer. Until next week, I'm Timbo Reed. Always have been, always will be. May your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now.